Hello everyone, this is Pastor Scott. And this is Pastor Don from Good Samaritan Lutheran Church here in Las Vegas. And you're listening to Good News from Good Sam, our podcast. This is where we go deeper into our weekly message and give you some spiritual food for the week. So we hope that you enjoy listening today and always feel free to share it with some of your friends as well. Absolutely. We just hope that our time together today will bless you and that will bring you a little bit closer to God and His love for you. Welcome to Deeper, everyone. Um, We have the preacher of the hour here, Miss (laughs) Natalie, and uh, she is going to be helping unpack a little bit more of her sermon. And if you guys tuned in or had already, have already seen it, you guys know that it was very wonderful. A lot of good comments. So we are just glad to have you guys here as we explore a little bit more about the message that Natalie gave us today on our Hope and Healing sermon series, Play to Your... I'm sorry. Wrong title. Wrong title. Um, <laughs> it was Don't, don't Go, go it, it Alone. <laughs> That's right. Don't Go It Alone. So Natalie, tell us a little bit about how you kind of came up with some of the things. One of the things I was very fascinated with in your sermon was uh, the idea that you you did to go out on Facebook and get comments from mm-hmm. people and, and to some of the things that they had to say. So yeah. tell us a little bit more about that. So um, I, I actually really struggled with this sermon. Um, hmm. So I'm really happy to hear that um, what well needed to be communicated was <laughs> communicated. Um, but I, I really fought kind of the ending. I felt like we've been doing this series on hope and healing. And Mm -hmm. so obviously you guys have talked about how God is our hope and healing. But um, the more I kind of heard those stories, I saw over and over again that that was a really important aspect of it. And so I was like, I can't just leave it with our community. Um, And so I wanted to make sure that we brought God in at the end to say, yes, having our people are very important, but it's who they point us to that it's where our hope comes from. Like but as far as like asking for the stories, I, I'm not going to lie. I struggle to come up with my own stories sometimes. <laughs> okay. Like I know I have been through things and I know I have seen God at work. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I'm put on the spot, like, hey, you need to come up with a story to tell people. I am like, I have no idea. <laughs> so I did. I just got on Facebook and I was like, hey, friends, like if you have a story about a time that your faith community showed up for you, please message me. I was like, I need a sermon illustration. Like, please understand if you share it with me, I will share it, but I can leave details out like your name. Um, And immediately the story is just poured in. And I think that was really when I started to be encouraged by this message was Mm -hmm. when I saw that it, it really was important for people. Yeah. Yeah. That's, did that free up your creative process? Oh, absolutely. As, uh-huh. Absolutely. Because that was really what kind of drove the message was, okay, I saw like Holly's story and I was like, here's why it's important to have a community. And I loved that when she said, you know, God put this community around us. Like he was working long before we ever knew we even needed this. And then when I heard the stories, um, from my friends about, you know, people reaching out with texts and just coming in to find them and how simple that was. I was like, okay, we have to also be this for other people. Okay. And so, yeah, those stories really, really drove the outline of this message. Yeah, that is so awesome. I was actually at, for those of you that may not know, Mike Bifocal, Tommy sent out Mm -hmm. an email blast 
for the family of Mike Bifocal. He passed away yesterday, um, and two days ago, actually. And we, I was over there, and while I was over there, her daughters were there, her grandchildren were there, and one of her best friends from the church was there, and she was constantly receiving phone calls and, and communication from people within the church and from her neighbors and just from all these people. And obviously she's grieving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike was only 65 years old. But just seeing all that support that poured in and how important that was. Because right now she's, she's at the bottom. Oh, yeah. she's, she absolutely has lost the man she was married to for 25 years, 30 years. Wow. to remember how long it was. And, and tragically and suddenly... And the thing that's keeping her going is the way that God is working through some of you and through other people to just reach out and remind her that she's not alone as she goes through this time of grief. That's really an important aspect of your message, I thought. Thank you. It really was. Tommy, what what were some of your takeaways? Um, Well, I really love when Natalie preaches because she uses that, like, physical example, Mm. you know, Um, like with the the tape. I was like, oh, that's so cool. (laughs) Um, So I think having that, like, physical representation is it really helps kind of click some of the ideas Mm -hmm. that are um, Mm. being talked about. I was going to ask, though, I feel like... um, I thought it was a great message, and I don't mean to be negative, but I wonder, like, how about when you've had this community that has let you down a lot? Mm-hmm. Like, where do you go mm-hmm. at that mm-hmm. point, you know, and you're like, mm-hmm. man, I can't count on these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't show up for me or right. whatever. Right, oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I would say the hard truth is you need new people. Like, if, <laughs> if your community is letting you down, and especially if you are there for your community, or your, your support system, whatever you want to call it, your friends, your family, your, your support system, whatever that is, like, if you are showing up for people and they aren't showing up for you, you need new people. Like, Oof. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, you know, there's, it, that's why, you know, even on Sunday I said, you know, we talk about it as this church family, but not everybody has that same understanding of family. You know, for me, my family is very loving and supporting, but not everybody has that. And so if you need to redefine who your friends are or redefine who your family is, that may start with asking, you know, and even praying about it. Like God will open and close doors as, as needed. And if these people aren't, aren't being who you need, you need new people find some start to adjust the people yeah in your life. sometimes with family that's it's not harder 100 percent able to do that you kind of stuck with the people that you're the families you're born into however you do have choices with your friends and or your church communities mm-hmm. connie just wrote a note that talked about how she loved the example of your grandparents holding each other uh, up yes uh, honey, <laughs> we're not holding hands we're just helping that's one each of other my favorite stories. I, just, I think that's just <laughs> hilarious and Jim also talked about, he sent us a note in and said that he really liked the imagery of the police tape. Uh-huh. Um, but it really does, it, it, it echoes the imagery of the Ecclesiastes. One yeah. chord is easily broken, but two is better, and three is even stronger. Yeah. And, and he talks about, uh, in one of his comments, Pastor Jim does, about how he uses that in, a, in his wedding mm-hmm. ceremonies, how two strands are stronger than one, you know, the mm-hmm. two people. But then the third strand is actually God coming in mm-hmm. and providing even extra strength. And uh, Pastor Jim, I'm with you. I have used that same analogy in weddings, um, especially when the couple actually is good together and, you, and you're really happy they're getting married. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> 
<laughs> Every now and then you're up there going, man, I don't know if these two are going to make it. Start talking about a frayed rope. Exactly. But yeah, I loved being able to use that because I think too sometimes just being able to see it because like we can feel these things, but feelings aren't always like tangible. And so when we talk about life stretching you and breaking you, like yeah. to be able to see that, it's like wow, that yeah, that's exactly how I feel right now. And yeah. then to see it not bust and not stretch when it's supported by those other things is just. Yeah. It helps you to like to really solidify that idea. And I thought that was a wonderful analogy. Even when the, when you had the one strand, it didn't break right away because mm-hmm. people don't break right no. away. Um, some people break a little bit quicker than others, but most people won't break right away. But they will stretch and stretch. Mm-hmm. And um, and even with the three, now I didn't do it very much because I didn't want to <laughs> show up anybody. But you can take the three, <laughs> right? And you could yep. and you could even stretch the three a little say, bit, but it wasn't going to break. Bit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it wasn't yeah. going to break. Absolutely. Darren could have broke it if he wanted to. Probably. I'm sure. Yeah. Or Tommy. Tommy could have broken it. Absolutely, yes. Well, that's why I didn't call Tommy. her up. Like, I was like, I don't need her to ruin my sermon illustration. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. And back to how you were saying that you need your, your, your support system needs to kind of point you back to God. Because mm-hmm. I think that could be really telling. I mean, you could be in a, a situation that is maybe really hard. And if you don't have the right people pointing you that way, it could like dig you deeper, mm-hmm. really. Absolutely. I mean, and really give you a resentful heart yeah. and all of that. But if you have, you know, that support system reminding you of like, you know, the other side of things, I think that, um, you know, you're going to end up on the other side a lot better Absolutely. versus like angry and bitter. Yeah. My friend, um, always jokes there's there's three of us in the friend group and she said you know when when she needs to call somebody to vent and just kind of get it off of her chest and feel better she calls me but if she needs to call someone to kind of get a a kick in the pants to say no no you need to stop being dumb and and do better she calls her other friend (laughs) and so you i mean you know you know the people in your life and you know like when you're going through something sometimes there's people that you call in a certain kind of situation mm-hmm. and sometimes there's and yeah if you if you're going through something and you have people who are just going to like almost um affirm your negative feelings mm-hmm. and be like yeah you should you should be sad like not to say that you shouldn't feel your feelings but there are people who are just going to encourage staying right. there um and you need people who are going to allow you to feel that but then pull you out of it mm-hmm. too and then it's good to have those friends that you know are always going to speak truth even if mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable even truth. if it's hard my wife's really good at that <laughs> yeah Actually, yeah she'll speak <laughs> she'll speak way a lot of truth even when i don't want to hear it <laughs> there are times when i know and i just add it yeah. just not to ask just don't, ask. Just don't yes. ask i don't want that much truth right now um so uh randy is saying you know how does one choose to make it work or when to cut the cord if they're experiencing a rough patch in a relationship or mm. that randy akamura kind of oh randy yeah. with the deep questions always randy with the deep <laughs> questions thanks randy we do appreciate that how do you how do you know when it's time to move on um from a relationship or seek to minimize mm-hmm. that relationship we actually talked about that in youth group a couple months ago. It was a part of our series. Okay. And um, first first of all, Jesus always encourages um, re- rebuilding or restoring. That was the word that was mm-hmm. used. Restoring, restoring connections. Mm-hmm. But when it's toxic, when it, is, when it is not good for you, if they are, you know, when it, you know, spiritually, if they 
are pulling you away from God or if it is just not healthy for you, then it's okay to kind of let that relationship go. Yeah. Not that that's always easy, um, especially if it's a family relationship or somebody that you've been close to for a really long time. But it's, it's one of those things where, like, I always tell my kids, if, if you need to ask me if something's allowed, it's probably not. <laughs> That's the truth. And if, yeah, if, you, if you're really struggling and asking if this is really something that should be in your life, maybe it's not. Yeah. Um, and not to say that you have to be mean or cruel about it and just be like, I don't want you in my life anymore, but just mm. starting to separate yourself. Maybe don't reach out to them as often or don't respond to messages as often and just make sure that you have a healthy space where they aren't draining you right. and it's not toxic. One thing I've noticed, especially now if we want to take another level of complication, marriage. Mm, mm-hmm. A lot of people get married and then they'll feel like their marriage has become toxic or draining mm. uh, at some point in the marriage. Uh, just about every marriage will go through those times. Mm-hmm. Communication. If you find yourself in a relationship where you feel like you're the one doing all the giving, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the other person is doing all the taking or where it's toxic one of the first things you have to do is try to communicate your way through that, mm-hmm. um, especially if it's a marriage. Now, if it's just a casual friendship, you may not want to put that much time and energy into it because casual friendships, you can move on to the next casual friendship. But when it's something you made a commitment to yeah. or a family member, mm-hmm. heaven forbid. Mm-hmm. Um, but if after serious attempts at communication and trying to share your feelings and your thoughts with that person, it's still a very one-sided affair that's when you can start looking, I think, at some of those other options of creating the distance you need to stay healthy. Now, in a marriage, you don't want to create distance. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different set, <clears throat> set of uh, actions that you have to take. Mm-hmm. And that'll be for another, uh, that'll be <laughs> yes. for another time uh, where we will <laughs> deal with that. That is a whole other sermon <laughs> on its own. But I love the idea that relationships we should always attempt to restore them, yes. but sometimes they just are not healthy for us well and i think too that you know especially like a familial relationship that is maybe not the healthiest i think it's okay to have boundaries in place and you Mm -hmm. can still love that person and you don't have to hate them but you could also Mm -hmm. um you know have a boundary that's not going to let yourself you know, fall victim to maybe what they're sucking you into or draining out of you or, um, you know, if it is toxic or anything like that. I mean, I I don't think that it means that you've turned your back on them and that you're not, you know, you know, living like Jesus. I, I think that we also have to be careful of how far we let ourselves say, well, because okay. that becomes codependent. Right. Right. And that's not good for anybody either. Exactly. And I always tell our students, like, when, when these kinds of conversations come up, because, yes, Jesus calls us to love people, and, yes, we should try to store, restore these relationships, but Jesus doesn't call us to be a doormat. like, Or to be abused. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Just, just because we love Jesus doesn't mean that we need to take hurt and pain from other people. That mm-hmm. is not, like, that's, that's not what he calls us to. He calls us to live fully not to live under other people's feet. Absolutely. Now, a question for you guys. Natalie, going back to the basis, really kind of the basis for this whole sermon, which is your first point. Um, 
why is it important for us to be to be a part of a support system, to be a support system, and to let God be our support system? Um, say a little bit more about kind of the underlying idea. Yeah, I, I just started with it. We're created for community. I fully believe that. Um, you know, when you like the jail system uses isolation as a punishment for a reason. It's because we need to be around other people. Even if you are an introvert, like you still need your people. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I think just that, that need, like you said, the, the study was showing that loneliness can cause illness. And Mm -hmm. when people feel like they're alone or they feel like nobody's around when they are completely isolated, we've seen a ton of that this last year. People have gotten so sick. Um, the, suicide rates have gone up like there's there's so much to be said for when people are lonely and so yes all of these things are important but at at the very core of it i think that's because we're created that way we're created to need that how do you guys feel about that do you feel like human beings have been created to be in community because natalie brought in a very good scripture verse from genesis 2:18 during the creation story if you remember initially it was just it was just man mm-hmm. right and then jesus looked and he said and it's not good for man to be alone mm-hmm. i mean that's pretty clear yeah <laughs> uh, no. but you know a lot of people can have different views about the creation story and and if it's it's allegory or if it's factual or so forth and then once again that's a, a for another deeper uh conversation but the point that god if you even look at the life of jesus mm-hmm. he didn't son of god Mm-hmm. He didn't need people. Mm-hmm. So why does he go and get disciples? Yeah. Why was he why did he have friends? Yeah. Why did he cry when his friend Lazarus yeah. died? Why did he go to weddings and hang around people? Even the son of God wanted to be mm-hmm. in community. Now, he balanced that with going and being alone right. and having time <laughs> away from people. Absolutely. Right. But he he would be in crowds, he would go and serve people, he would have but he even just wanted fellowship and having and to have people around him. And I think that shows you the nature. If we are made in God's image and God, mm-hmm. when he sent his son, who is the perfect image of what God is like, wanted to be in community. I think that is a pretty good argument for the fact that we were created to be that way. Mm-hmm. Some people more than others. But, <laughs> you know. And even created to be in community with God. Like, Amen. He, he wants to be in relationship with us. If we see, you know, Jesus is God. And so if he modeled being in relationship with us, like I would, I would say it's safe to jump and say that God wants, wants that relationship with us too. Amen. Amen. Well, isn't that really the reason Jesus came? Of course. I mean, to restore that, to restore that connection, yeah. that relationship. I mean, that's really, so to know that we're forgiven and so that we could continue that relationship that was broken by our sinfulness mm-hmm. and is restored by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Pastor Jim writes, the church can be a family of support because Jesus is our brother who brings us into relationship with our divine parent. Mm. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, Jim, I really appreciate those thoughts and comments. Let's see, we got Randy. Um, humans are social creatures. Mm-hmm. We're tribal. Yeah. Absolutely. And that actually can get us in trouble because you're not part of my tribe, so mm. you're, you're bad. <laughs> yep. Your tribe looks different than my tribe. Your tribe has different beliefs than my tribe, so your tribe's bad. Can we just have differences can mm-hmm. tribes just be different and not necessarily be bad wouldn't it be nice if more tribes could just be different and not necessarily be bad i know that that's uh 
very human nature is to be exclusive and to, to shut other people out. But I think Christ is calling us to something greater than that. Yeah. And that was the closing line of the new song we sang this weekend together. She, it, it was even with our differences, we are braver and bolder and stronger together. Um, yeah. And so I think, yeah, it, it does tend to be divisive, but it doesn't, it doesn't need to be. Amen. We just need to remember that if we are made to be in community, mm-hmm. let's not be too exclusive mm-hmm. about who that who belongs to that community. I mean, we don't once again want to expose ourselves to abuse mm-hmm. and to people that are taking advantage of us, mm-hmm. but we don't want to exclude people from community because of their skin color. Mm-hmm. I'm going there mm-hmm. because body of type. their body type, because of their political beliefs, mm-hmm. um, lifestyle choices, yep. lifestyle choices, yep. even um, men and women, mm-hmm. right? Um, we just have to be we have to be very very careful about those types of things. Lynn from Phoenix yes, or Pahonix, as some people call it, um, <laughs> had a really good comment. She said, "Increased involvement in church activities helps with this and can point you in the right direction." Creating creating, which I think is important because my wife and I were actually having a conversation about friendships, and a lot of our friends that we were close to have moved away over the last couple of years. Or are very busy. One of, some good friends of ours are very busy with their son who's very sick at this time. And we are talking about how we have to be more intentional about nurturing the friendships we do have and or even creating some newer friendships. Uh, now that we're empty nesters, we've got all kinds of free time. <laughs> uh, and she says, creating those situations, creating those situations is necessary. Uh, particularly since a lot of the stuff that's in small groups and so forth is not up and running yet. Um, but being hands-on. Yeah. It's interesting. We are putting together our trunk or treat, uh, and just this, this is a group of people that are really working pretty hard to make our trunk or treat activity. But you can tell when we get in the same room and we're talking about business, they're still having a good time because they just like being yeah. around people, right? <laughs> yeah. You've been in those yeah. meetings. It's like people don't want to leave. It's like, we got to go. And people are still <laughs> chatting and stuff. So um, we do creating those types of communities and being in those situations is very important. I was just going to say, I think that is such an important point that she made because I think it can be very easy to let some of those community relationships be put on the back burner um, at different points of your life. You know, I mean, my husband and I, we don't have a lot of free time and we don't spend a lot of time with friends because we have young children and we're busy, Mm -hmm, you know, and mm -hmm. we both work and it is something that we have to be very intentional about. And maybe we don't get to see people as often, but we have to be intentional about reaching out, just touching base, because it is very hard to have time at this point in our lives to go you know, spend time with friends. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a really important thing that she pointed out, Yeah, creating those situations. And I was talking to a friend of mine about the message when it was coming up, and he was like, you know, it's great. Yeah, the church tells us that we need community, but how, how do I do that? Mm. And I was like, well, that is a whole other sermon that I (laughs) don't have time for this weekend, (laughs) but I love that we get to talk about it here because, and and I like that she mentioned, you know, small groups and yes, we, we don't have all of our things going right now, but I know that, you know, there's plans to get Bible studies back up and going, and there are plans to do small groups probably in the spring. And when that happens, like there's a vulnerability 
that we have to embrace. You have to be vulnerable. And that's in order to in order to get that community. Like mm-hmm. first of all, you have to be vulnerable enough to say, "Yes, I think this is important, so I'm going to basically make a sacrifice elsewhere in order to do this." You know, maybe I don't get to sleep in as late because I'm going to Bible study on Thursday morning or maybe I don't get to binge watch that show because I'm going to small group on Friday night or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also like once you're in that group you have to be really vulnerable too. To and I think mm-hmm. that's I think that's the hardest part for people to kind of get over that hump. Mm-hmm. Once you do, it's like so freeing. But it's just like when you meet a new friend, like it's casual conversation for a while until one person takes that leap to let yep. you in on something. And once that happens, both people feel very confident in that relationship. But like, you know, your commun- you can have a great support system, but if they don't know something's going on, they, they can't support you. you. have to make mm-hmm. yourself vulnerable. A friend of mine said it's a little bit like peeling an onion. Mm-hmm. That's what a friendship is. Mm-hmm. It's like every time you get a little bit layer, you take off a layer, mm-hmm. you bec- the friendship gets deeper as you mm-hmm. reveal more of yourself. And, you, and a little uncomfortable when someone starts just spewing all of their <laughs> stuff to you right off the bat. I realize for most people it's a little bit of a slower process. Yeah. And even with God, sometimes that can be a slower process. As you pray, you pray about more serious things and deeper things. Um, it's interesting. I'm going to digress, but I want to come back to something here. This is also true in church. I've seen people come to church for years and not grow deeper in their faith because they come into church with the attitude of judgment, like mm-hmm. the music's too loud, mm-hmm. uh, the kids there's, the kids are too noisy, uh, the pastor's sermon was too too this, versus coming into worship with kind of an open heart and saying. Here I am, God. How are you going to touch my life today? Is it going to be the music? Is it going to be something in the message? Is it going to be a prayer that gets said? Is it just going to be the community that I'm in? Um, But when you come in kind of with this consumer mentality, right, Uh, which is I'm going to judge it. I'm going to see what's in it for me versus Mm -hmm. how can I be here with God? I I see that. Yeah, and I was going to say because it's – Yeah, we're getting way off topic, but it's okay because I think it's important. I mean, worship isn't about you. Like, it's not about... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know, I know. I know, it's not about me. It's not... I mean, yes, when we do, like, worship planning, like, oh, people love this song. We should sing this again, blah, blah, blah. That was really great. But, you know, when you take it down to the bare minimum, like, worship is all about worshiping God Mm -hmm. and not, you know, it's about learning about Him and being in community with other believers who are worshiping Him. It's not about what you're getting out of it necessarily. I think it's great when we do, and that's our goal. You know, we don't get up there and preach and hope that it falls on death. You mean ears. it's our goal from the from the worship leaders' part of you, not from the people coming in. Our goal is to try to provide something that's Correct. going to touch, yes, bring yes, people yes. closer to God. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as as the person coming into worship, like yeah, your your goal is to spend time with God, or at least I I think it should be mm-hmm. to spend time with God and to take some time out of your week to say, I just want to be here and whatever you're doing in this situation, do it. Yeah. Not too dissimilar from a friendship. Mm-hmm. If your goal from a friendship is just Ooh. to take, take, mm-hmm. take, mm-hmm. that friendship's going to be pretty shallow or pretty short-lived. Mm-hmm. But if you go into a friendship and thinking about how can you give mm-hmm. or how can you share, worship, you know, worship and friendship have a lot in common. Now, we probably should start to come towards the end. Mm-hmm. Talk about your fourth 
point. God is our unwavering support system. Yeah, so like I touched on kind of at the beginning, when I, I read the book that this series was kind of based on, and he was talking very much about like the different types of people you should have. And so when I first started the message, I thought that was the direction that I needed to go in, mm-hmm. like the types of people that you should have in your life. But the more I tried to force that direction, it just wasn't it wasn't happening. I was sure. feeling it. It wasn't like it wasn't coming together. And so I, I think what was missing from that was this aspect of God. And I, I was trying to write a sermon basically without touching on God being our hope. And I, I was really struggling with that because I don't think, you know, I think Holly put it perfectly. She, she said, I, I don't know how people can do this without faith. And Yes, there are lots of people who don't have faith in God, who get through struggles and, and you know, live relatively happy lives. But I, I think that sense of peace that I kind of talked about, that, that peace that nobody else can provide for you, that you certainly can't provide for yourself, you know, no amount of planning, no amount of whatever can provide that peace that God can provide. And I think in a series talking about hope and healing, we would be... <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> We would be really, uh, we would really be missing something if we didn't always come back to the fact that yes, we need these other things like a support system, but at the basis of it, our, our hope comes from God. Yes. And and that's because He He never lets us down. He, all of His promises come true. All of you know anything that He's spoken into our lives, He makes happen. Yes prayers may not get answered the way that we want them to, but prayers are getting answered. Like when we reach out to God, he's not going to say the wrong thing. He's not going to make us feel worse about ourselves. He's not going to, you know, just ignore us. Like people are great, but like I said, people are also really flawed. not so great sometimes. <laughs> be flawed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and God is perfect. And we, we just couldn't have, yeah, I couldn't have done this message without talking about God and how he is ultimately our support system. Philippians 4, which she put in her sermon, which is wonderful, says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, that is such a great reminder that that is where so much of our hope can come from, is from that relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so if you're somebody that's listening, either to the podcast or going to be tuning into the video version of Deeper, we just encourage you, um, if you haven't given your heart over to Christ yet, this would be a good time to kind of open your mind, to open your heart, not kind of, to open your mind and your <laughs> yeah. heart to that relationship because that is the foundation for the peace and the hope that we've been talking about for these last five weeks. Um, it also then helps strengthen those relationships we have with one another, mm-hmm. right? Because we'll be more committed to being a support system for others and be more open to having a support system around us mm-hmm. so that when we go through difficult times, and as Natalie pointed out, we all will, yeah. <laughs> um, we have more of that support system to strengthen us. In fact, a little teaser, you talked a little bit about Miriam uh, yeah. losing her first husband. Um, we're going to hear a little bit more about, from Miriam oh, this coming weekend. About, such a good story. Please it is, don't miss it. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, we're going to spend some time filming her and, and getting some comments from her. Because it really is inspiring. Um, lost her first husband to cancer. And just, you're going to hear a little bit about how God worked in her life during that time and how important her faith was. So we want to encourage you to tune in for this next week end, and then, of course, for the next week of Deeper. 
Before we go, Miss Natalie, yeah. I think we all agree, don't we, that she did an amazing job? Yes? Yeah. Thank you. A lot of good comments. Pastor Jim gave you props and Lynn who gave you props. Don't forget, guys, don't forget to send in your questions and your props. We get these from Jim and Lynn quite often, but we also want to hear from you. Like Randy will usually give us one or two, and we appreciate that a lot. So before we head out, anything else you want to, any final thoughts you want to give to the folks? Oh, I think we covered everything. We covered everything. <laughs> right. The biggest one that I wanted to, to talk about that I didn't in the message was kind of how we find that community. Oh, actually, that is something that I want to say. If you are still struggling with, like, how do I find this community? How do I start that? Because that's not necessarily easy for everybody to just go out and say hey. Um, first of all, if you are walking into service as the music has started and then walking out as soon as it's done, it's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> maybe get here a little bit early, say hi to the greeters. They're say already, hi to the people around yes, you. They're already very yeah, friendly. Yeah. Um, also, our meet and greets. Um, we have our next meet and greet coming up on November 14th. So if you're here in person after all of the services on the 13th and 14th of November, we have a meet and greet. So it's literally a time right after the service where you can come over and meet people mm -hmm. and start to build that community. That's what we want. Um, and then also Good Sam 101, if you are newer um, to our church community and you would like to meet more people or meet the staff and kind of talk about what we do around here at Good Sam 101 will be on November 21st. So we really want to encourage you to come to those things. That, I think, is a really good like first step in building that community, at least within Good Sam. Absolutely. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us for this episode of Good News from Good Sam. We ask that you would join us again for our next podcast as we continue to go Deep. And remember to subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. And again, I'm Pastor Scott. And I'm Pastor Don. Thanks for listening, and we just hope you have a great day.